Good morning, Abundant Life. I am excited to be here and to teach the Word of God on this morning. Uh, I don't take it for granted that I get to stand here and to share with you a word that's been given to me, and I hope that it will bless you as well. Uh, I want to say thank you to Bishop Ward and Reverend Dr. Virginia Ward for allowing me to stand here and to just share what the Lord would say to us and would say in this moment and would say in this time. So let's gather in this word and let's connect with one another and let's be participating in the chat box. And even though you're not in the building, I would like a little bit of talk back. So if you can just chat back a fourth and uh, back with one another, that would be great. But uh, we thank God for this opportunity and we thank God for uh, the time to share in the word. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you, Father, for this opportunity to speak your word. I thank you, Father, for using my mouth to speak what you would have to say. Father, breathe on this word. Speak a rhema word to someone who will listen today. Speak it to me. I am the clay and you are the potter. So mold me as you would want to shape in and to, um, to form, to put out this word that you have given to me. And Father, for your people, may their hearts be open to receive. May their ears be open to hear. May their minds be at rest so that they're able to think and to process what you would have to say to your church. Father, we bless and praise you on today. We thank you for this is the day that you have made and we do rejoice and are glad in it. So Father, calm the winds and the waves that we so see today. Let our hearts breathe on today and let us hear from you. In the precious name of Jesus, I pray, amen. Well, today we're gonna be talking about where is your faith? Well, what is your faith in? Where is your faith or what is your faith in? And I'm going to be coming out of the book of Mark, chapter 11, I'm going to start with verse 12. I'll give you the scripture verses, Mark 11, 12 through 14, and then verses 20 to 25. And this will be out of the English Standard Version. So starting with verse 12, on the following day, when they came from Bethany, he was hungry. And seeing the distance of fig tree and leaf, he went to see if he could find anything on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. And he said to it, may no one ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples heard it. So let's jump down to verse 20. As they passed by in the morning, they saw the fig tree withered away to its roots. And Peter remembered and said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree that you cursed has withered. And Jesus answered them, have faith in God. Truly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will come to pass, it will be done for him. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. And whenever you stand praying, forgive. If you have anything against anyone, 
so that your Father also, who is in heaven, may forgive you your trespasses. And I want to go back to verse 22. And Jesus answered them, have faith in God. That's a huge statement. Have faith in God. Today, it's so easily uh, to have faith in many other things. We have faith in people. We have faith in situations. But where is our faith really in? What do we find our faith in? Because we're thrown off when situations come and when trials come. And that's why I said in the prayer, Lord, calm the winds and the waves that are around us so that we can see you, so that our faith may be in you. And so on today, I just want to talk about where our faith is at. This word faith is in the Greek, pistin. And for myself, I'm a seminary student, if you didn't know, Bishop mentioned it earlier. Praise God for getting through Greek. Hallelujah. <laughs> but it's exciting to know that the Greek word there means belief or assurance or faithfulness. It means to be assured of something. And particularly in this passage, it means to be assured of a divine presence or of a divine in a deity, in a, in a divine presence. So to have faith in God is so very important. You know, here at Abundant Life, we always say, this is the place where faith and life connect. It's so important. Our faith is like our lifeline. It's like the blood. If love was our heart, faith is the blood that runs through our veins and runs through our arteries and, and goes through every body part, oxygenating everywhere. It's our lifeline. So it's important that we hold on to that statement, faith and life, because it's our life. They connect. They should connect. Faith should be in our lifestyle. And so what's most important is that this faith, this piston, this faith, this belief should be in God. And he will keep your life going if you'll stay with it. I know that Christians today seem to take faith for granted because they think that faith is something that Oh, I can wave it with a magic wand or it'll come to me if I really want it or I can wish it and it'll come to me. But faith doesn't exactly work like that. Say, for instance, you want to drive your car. And a couple days ago, I was battling the snow and uh, I was on my way here. And I said, well, Lord, I just believe if I get in this car, I can just turn it on and crank it. I'm a Floridian, so I'm not used to the snow. You have to forgive me. I, I said, if I could just crank this car up and I'll just go, I just trust you, God, I can make it. And so I can say that, but it wasn't until I got the shovel, plowed the snow out the way right, got the snow off the car, rinsed it off a little bit, that I actually started to work out my faith and what I was believing God for to come to the church really happened. That's what faith is. It's acting upon what we believe. And that's the point that you can make in your notes. That's point number one. We can have all of the belief in God. We just trust you. We love you. And that's important. That's so very, very important because he wants our trust. He wants our love. But he also is looking for our faith. And he's not the only one looking for our faith. Bishop talked earlier about Satan is looking for our faith as well. He told Peter, I pray that your faith fails not. I don't want the devil to sift you as wheat. And so when we're acting upon what we believe, 
We're not only praising God in that, but we're telling the enemy, no, you can't have us because this is our faith. This is how we trust God. This is how we show him. This is what we believe. This is how we show others. This is what we believe. Our faith is so important because it's tied to our will in God. God's will for us is to prosper. He wants us to be in good health, 3 John 2. He wants us to be uh, a prosperous even as our soul prospers. And so our faith is so important to that. Remember I said earlier that our faith is our lifeline. If faith is the blood that goes throughout the body, we have to keep it going. We have to keep it exercised. Faith is that much important. So when they come to the fig tree, Jesus says, have faith in God. Because whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will come to pass, it will be done for him. Now in this passage, they're coming out of Bethany. They're on the way to the Mount of Olives later on in the, the chapter, in the book. And in between, Jesus is cleansing out the temple. He's just had his triumphal entry. And so Jesus is showing them all of this uh, authority and praise. But the disciples are kind of wary of it because they're like, well, Jesus, everybody's praising you. Everybody's, you know, has their eyes on you. You've cleansed out the temple. You've, you've came into Jerusalem. You've, you've done all of these things. And then this fig tree, you curse this. So Jesus in all of his uh, humanity and also his divinity is showing them his faith. He's showing them this action or this acting upon what he has heard from his father and what he believes. It is not just something that he wants to dominate them with or try to uh, tell them that if you have faith, you can do anything. Well, no, 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 no. Faith is only the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So this faith is only tied to their will and it is only tied to the will of God for them. So what's so important here is that the faith that they had would be able to curse the victory, would be able to raise the dead, would be able to make the, the blind man see, because it's tied for the will of God to prosper in. And that's what's so important. And he adds something to it as well. He said, therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received. Some of you say, believe that you're receiving and it will be yours. He adds prayer to this. And a lot of times we want to have faith without prayer. Well, the two go hand in hand, I would submit to you. Prayer has so much importance in our life. Prayer is almost like the footsteps we have to take for the blood to pump in our, in our heart to start going. That's so important. It's, it's tied together. Remember, faith and life is tied together. It's connected. And so he says, therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you receive it and it will be yours. And whenever you stand praying, here's the other caveat, forgive. If you have anything against anyone so that your father also who is in heaven may forgive your trespasses. It's so hard to forgive. Oh, my goodness. So you got to tell me I have to pray and then also have to forgive. Well, it's important to our faith. And if we want to have faith to curse the fig tree in our lives or to tell the mountain to move, we have to abide by these things that are important to it, that are help the blood to going. 
and that'll help us act on what we believe. And so I've had my own faith experiences in life, and one of them has been coming to seminary. I think it was last year, it was last year about this time, um, I was, um, well, I was already in seminary, so it was about September of last year. And I was asking God, I said, well, I don't know if I really wanna do it. I don't, what, do I have the money to do it? Do I have the time to do it? You know, what, what, what about coming here is gonna be so special and important? I'm moving away from home, everything that I've known and everything that I really could see and was really accustomed to and comfortable with. I don't wanna come up here to New England and have to deal with snow and winter and do everything else. Well, it was a calling for me personally, but it was also tied to my faith. Where was my faith then? My faith was in God. If he told me that this is the path or this is the trail I've got to go in, I've got to have the faith for it to go in it and to trust him all the way, to pray, believing I've already received all of the resources and the help that I've needed. And then I've got to forgive myself for even thinking, well, God, how are you going to do it? You know, and that's kind of how Abraham's wife was. You, you know, when the angel told her that you will have a child at her age, she was like, well, what does that mean? The faith, the faith to believe. Abraham had the faith to believe God and it was counted to him for righteousness sake. So faith is so important when we want to do things in life that we know is tied to the will of God for us to be a community to grow in. So back to the seminary journey, I come up here and I come to a place that's foreign to me. I don't know many people. I don't know, you know where am I gonna go to? You know, who's gonna be my new friends? How, how am I gonna go through this? And then I gotta take classes and, and take these courses and go through things. But all the while I'm trusting God, I'm walking it out by faith. It's kind of like when I've been taught by uh, my pastor back home, he kind of describes it as walking. So you know how you go heel, toe, heel, toe? Well, faith, the heel, toe is love, heel, the hope, toe is prayer. Faith, hope, love, prayer. Faith, hope, love, prayer. And I had to continue to walk by faith. I had to continue to pray. I had to continue to hope that However you call me to this, this is what I'm going to go in, and this is what I'm going to follow through in. And then I had to love. I had to love. I definitely had to love because it was hard to love someone <laughs> who didn't know me and didn't really uh, understand who I was at the time and wanted to come to this place, you know. But all of these things helped me to walk out my faith, that faith, hope, love, and prayer, and it made life easier. And now I can tell you, here in year two, it's a little easier and a little better. And so I'm glad to be at a ministry also that knows that because it's so important that we have this faith, that we have this life. It's important to us. It's not only for us to overcome things and difficult challenges, but it's also for others around us. People ought to see the faith in us as a church, especially in these times. They ought to be seeing faith among believers. They ought to be seeing the assurance of the belief that we have in God, who they cannot see. They can only see us. And we are a representation of Jesus Christ in the earth. 
And so we must hold on dear to this faith. And so that's point number two. We have to live out our faith. It's designed to be in God, not in our strength and not in our abilities. You know, we can have faith in we have a great mind. We have a great career. We have great jobs. We have all of these things. But is that really where we get our source from? It should be in God. So in order to get anything done in this earth, we have to live by this faith. God wants our faith. He wants our love. He wants to know that we fully depend and trust on him. You know, remember when Peter was trying to walk out on the water and come to Jesus, they saw Jesus in the distance and all of these Bible stories. I'm trying to get you to see how all of these things work. You know, the impossible becoming the possible because it is possible. So Jesus, so Jesus comes towards him and Peter tries to get out to walk with him, right? He goes out and walks at first. He does go, but then he starts to look and he starts to see all these other winds and waves and, and, and they're coming, they're crashing in. And then he falls. And Jesus said, oh, ye of little faith. Well, if Peter hadn't have looked, he actually, well, he was walking on water, right? He was going, he was doing the impossible. Um, but these are the moments and times where we have to stop looking around and seeing there's other things going on. There's other things that are really trying to distract us and get our attention. But if we're looking unto Jesus, the writer in Hebrews says, the author and finisher of our faith, we will be able to do the impossible. And we will be able to be the representation on the earth that Jesus Christ is calling us to be. He is our Lord. And he wants to know that he has people on the earth that will reach others for him, that will share his love, that will share his hope, that will be built up in prayer. And so I've known about this, this faith ever since I've been growing up. And that's kind of how I've came to this place of seminary, because I grew up in church all my life. I was always serving in church. I was always around the church. And even when I wanted to go out and do other things, I found myself back at the church, always at faith conferences and doing all of these things. But I really had to get around to where was my faith then? Was it just being involved in the church and going around in the church and being seen? Or was it in God? Because I tell you, when hard times came, I had to remember where my faith was because my life was connected to it. And that's what we say here at Abundant Life. Our faith and our life are connected. And without one, you can't have the other. Your life will be okay. It may be uh, hard even, but without faith, is how is it possible to even go through life and to even uh, uh, throughout situations and different circumstances live a wonderful and a quality life because he wants us to live that kind of life and to live it for him. So I don't take faith to be something that is magical, right? Again, I'm, we're talking about belief or assurance. We're not moved by anything. I remember we said that faith is something that we act on. Faith is something that we know, we come to believe. Finally, faith is our lifestyle. Faith is our lifestyle. It's not something that we just step out onto. Because the moment when uh, Peter stepped out onto water, or he was walking, but he stepped out onto it. Had he been living by it all the time, he probably could have went all the way to Jesus, right? But that's what he's showing us 
is living by this faith. This is the victory that overcomes the world. We have it here in 1 John chapter 5, verse 1 through 4. The victory that overcomes the world is even our faith. But even in our faith, we have to come to know the Lord Jesus Christ and to know him because he wants to know us. And so in living out this lifestyle, we don't step out onto it. It's not just something that we pick up one day. It's something that we know, that we are assured of. This is our belief. This is what we know. This is what we come to believe. God wants to be our God, and he wants to be someone who can bring people into the assurance of knowing him. And he also wants to be the one that when he calls on you to do something, he wants to know where you have the faith to go and do it. And I know in this time, we talk about the coronavirus and the pandemic, and we talk about things that are happening in our land. And it seems as though, why can't we make these things go away? Well, we're not necessarily going to make them dissipate and go away, but we can live through them. We can live by faith. We have the same spirit of faith. And so if we open up our hearts and receive, if we walk this out by faith, hope, love, and prayer, we'll be able to make it to the finish line. We'll be able to show others, encouraging one another to help them live this life out by faith, even though there are circumstances and challenges that are swallowing us up all around us. We know that we have a God and who we can trust in. We know we have a God who says, when we stand, when we pray, we ought to believe that we receive those things that we are praying for and we'll have them. He wants us to walk it out. He wants us to be in communion with him. So this faith, I mentioned it today, is something that we have to hold on to. It's something that we must live in. Let's not take it for granted because in our country, we know that we are able to come together and to worship. And even though we're doing it online and we're doing it in different places, we're still able to worship God. In some places, that's not always the case. We see that in the news. That's not always the case that people can live out their Christian faith and abilities in a public manner. So we should not take that for granted. We should be using our faith to help others. We should be using our faith to reach the world for Jesus Christ, because that's what all of us come together and we become the church, that's when we'll see things change. That's when we'll see things grow and we'll really be in unity into the fullness of the body of Christ. If we all can come together by faith, it would be important to us and we'll grow thereby. So what am I saying in it all? And let me bring this to a close. I don't mean faith to be, again, magical or to be something that is wished upon because chances come, chances go. But faith is important to our lifestyle because it shows others who we are. It sets us apart in such a way. And people may come up to you and ask you, well, how are you able to smile, you know, even during um, this time where we find ourselves being in different situations, in different bad places? How do you find yourself still smiling? How do you find yourself still joyous? in this. Well, you can open up and say, I have a God who cares for me, who loves me, who wants me to do his will, and I have faith in him that he will see me through this. It's so important because even in the times of 
despair, and especially in our communities today, when we just saw on the news and, and just saw the, 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 the death of, of Walter Wallace Jr. And we've seen these many tragedies of, of, of black men being killed by police. And we've seen these many tragedies even over in Nigeria uh, with SARS. And we've seen these difficult tragedies in life. And we're saying like, God, why? Why is this? Why can't we just make this go away? Why can't we just destroy all of this? Why can't this be over with? He's calling for our faith. He's calling for us to trust him. He's calling for us to believe in him. Just like the fig tree that was cursed and Peter came back and saw, wow, the fig tree that you curse and hasn't produced any fruit. He's calling for us to trust him, to live out through these things. Because even when these things come up and when we find ourselves in them, will, we, will the Lord find faith in us? Will we have faith to believe him and to trust him and to pray for that person who's going through that, to encourage them right where they are, right in the middle of crying and grieving over their lost loved one? Right there, will he find faith? Will he find us lifting them up? Will he find us loving them? And will he find us forgiving them? Forgiving whoever committed this trespass to give us. Because remember, Jesus said, our trespasses will be forgiven as well. But will he find the faith in him that will move this mountain, just like they moved the mountain then, that will move this mountain of despair? Will he find faith in us? This is the place where we have to connect. This is the moment where we have to connect our faith to our life. It's so crucial to us. It's so very crucial because we have a good father who will not change. He will not change. He is immovable. He is outstanding. He is from the beginning to the end. He's the alpha and the omega. He will not change. So will we have faith in him? Will we believe him? Will we trust him? Will we give our all to him? Or will we trust that, well, the system will work itself out? Will we trust that, well, if I take this revenge, will we trust that, oh, you know what? I can do this myself. No, my friend, we've got to have faith in God. We must believe him. We must live out this faith. We must be assured that he is God and that he will see us through even the deepest and the darkest moments. I'm telling you, right here in 2020, we can have faith like never before because we have a God who is solid. We have a God who will never fail us. We have a God who will always be beside us. David said, where can I go from your presence? Even if I make my bed in hell, you're there. Even if I fly to the highest of heights, you're there. So why don't we have faith in him? Let's take our faith out of people that tell us all these different things. They, mean, they probably mean no harm. They probably are intentional. They probably are lifting us up. But we need to have faith in, in the one who will always love us. We love people, but our faith should be in God. Let's take our faith out of our own abilities. Yes, let's try to be encouraging. Let's try to think. Let's try to do the things that we are called to do as humans. But let's put our faith in God while we're doing it. He wants to have our faith and he wants to have our trust. 
I ask you again, where is your faith today? Where is your faith? Will the Son of Man, when he returns, will he find faith on the earth? You know, Jesus uh, came to the, um, the, the woman who uh, wanted to be healed. And uh, he said, I only came to those uh, of the house of Israel. Well, uh, she said, well, even the dogs get the crumbs, Jesus. Even though she was a Gentile, even the dogs get the crumbs. But see, even in that moment, she used her faith to go after what she wanted, and that was her healing. She used her faith, she used her trust in God to go after what she wanted. Will you use your faith? Where is your faith? Can I pray for you today? Father, I thank you for this time. I thank you for this moment. I thank you, Father, even for the times where we find ourselves at most deep and at most despair. Father, we will put our faith in you. We will not be moved. We will not be shaken. We will find ourselves trusting you every step of the way. Father, we will walk out by our faith, our hope, our love, and our prayer. Father, in every moment that we find ourselves not wanting to go on, may we trust you. May we grow up to walk by faith and not by sight. May it be connected to our life, God, and how we live. This is the place where we want to live out our faith. We want to be in communion with you. We want to trust you. And so, Father, I thank you. I pray for every person under the sound of my voice, every person listening to this message, that they will have faith in you, that they will remove it out of situations, that they will remove it out of people who may cause them harm or people who won't cause them harm. May they remove it out of people who, who don't even know them, but may they put it back in you, the true and living God. For you are our Father. You want what's best for us. You want to provide for us. You want to love us. You want to give us all that we need. So, Father, may we place our faith in you. May we come to love you even the more. And then the days to come, even after this election, and, and whoever is in the White House, and whoever is in authority, and whoever is, is lording over us, or whoever is, is in positions of power, Father, may our still our faith be in you. We won't be moved, God. We won't be moved. We'll trust you every step of the way. And we'll grab our neighbor by the hand and we'll encourage them to live out this faith that you have called us in. We love you, Lord. We trust you today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, if you have not received Jesus and you want to, to know him and you want to be in uh, fellowship with him and you want to receive him, I want to pray for you as well. I want to give you this confession to receive Jesus as Lord because he wants to invite you into a family of believers where other people can pray for you, other people can lift you up, other people can, can give you guidance uh, into this kingdom. So I want to pray for you and I also want to lead you in the prayer. So repeat these words after me. Say, Father, I thank you that you gave your son to die for me. I thank you that he rose again and that he's seated at your right hand. I believe that Jesus died from my sins and I receive him now as Lord of my life and as Savior. I thank you, Father, for accepting me in Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, contact the church here. We'd love to get in contact with you and give you resources. We want to know where is your faith? And your faith should be in God. 
Faith and life connect. Let your faith be in God. God bless you.